Welcome to the e-commerce lab by EcomC. This is the place for everything related to Amazon private label and e-commerce. Learn exactly what you need to start or scale your business. Get insights from the top industry experts who will discuss the latest trends and best practices in the world of Amazon. From choosing products and sourcing from a supplier to setting up your Amazon account and marketing your business, you will hear it here. Let's get started. Here is your host, Vincenzo Toscano. Hey guys, welcome back. So today we're going to be doing the live session as I advertise uh, through the different uh, social media channels. So this one is going to be a new series. Uh, I'm going to be doing off uh, live questions uh, and also some questions I've been getting from my community uh, offline uh, to cover different topics. So usually I'm planning to do this on Tuesdays. Um, it's going to be on Tuesday every week at 4 p.m. GMT, UK time. Um, and then we're going to keep it usually between the 30 minutes to one hour window, right? And this is going to be, of course, uh, it's going to change um, as depending on the quantity of the material, right? So the more material we, we get, um, basically, the more we're going to be able to, the longer it's going to be the session, right? Also, uh, I know I have, a, of course, in the community, some people that is just Spanish speakers. And for that, I have planned um, sessions on Thursday. This is going to be um, just in Spanish, right? It's, it's going to be, sim it's gonna be the, the same format, right? So we're going to try to cover basically um, topics around Amazon. Um, then we're also going to be able to ask specific questions. And in some specific sessions, I also going to make sure basically to to cover uh, specific topics and also news or, or new strategies that are coming up into the Amazon space. Okay, So I'm just going to wait for more people to join. And then we're going to jump into those questions straight away, right? So in terms of questions, um, um, Usually, um, what I do with the questions is I gather questions from either my clients, my community, uh, and also during the live sessions. And then I do kind of a master list. Uh, and then I just go through the questions, right? And then, of course, if other specific topic or question raises during the session, also going to be able to, to address that for you. OK? Good. So I'm just going to give it maybe one minute, one, two minutes more, and then um, we get started, okay? Also, feel free to ask any question. I mean, there, there isn't anything as a stupid question. I know some people might be uh, concerned about asking specific questions. Uh, everybody um, can be getting started on this, so I understand if some questions could be basic. But don't be afraid. I'm here to help you. And any questions you may have, I'm going to be here to, to support you. Okay. Good. So um, I think uh, we're going to get started now. So let me just um, 
make sure we are um, properly live in our channels. Okay. Let's see. Um, good. It seems that everything is working fine. So let's get started. Okay, good. I have the, as I mentioned, the master list of questions. So I'm going to go through them. Um, and then if any other questions arises, I'm going to score them as they come in. Okay. So the first question I have uh, from my community is, what do you recommend typically in terms of a percentage when focusing on ACOS or TACOS, right? Which is a good question. Um, and usually I advise that you focus on your TACOS, right? So the reason why I prefer to focus on the TACOS right, than the ACOS is because the TACOS is a total advertisement cost, right? That the ACOS, um, um, sorry, TACOS is total advertisement advertisement cost to ourselves and ACOS is just the advertisement cost. So the main difference is that the TACOS is taking consideration all your sales, which is going to be your organic sales and your advertisement sales. And then from there, it's going to calculate the percentage of which budget um, is being spent of that overall revenue to be put towards a advertisement. On the other hand, um, with the ACOS, uh, you're basically just focusing mainly um, on the advertisement costs and the sales that are being generated through the advertisement campaigns. So what happens is that if you don't take into consideration, right, um, the tacos, you, you could end up thinking that your advertisement campaigns are not profitable because you're focusing just on the ACOS. But what is very important to consider is um, advertisement uh, campaigns is something that is going to also generate a, a positive effect for your organic ranking in the long term. So what I mean by that is that as you start getting sales through your keywords on uh, your advertisement campaigns, that's also going to drive your organic ranking up, which is going to mean that your organic sales are going to increase. Therefore, it's more important to see the overall picture of how much you are spending towards advertisement, right? Uh, and how much that is being um, contributing to your overall sales, right? And just taking into consideration, um, basically, just the sales that are coming from advertisement because you know how the advertisement is helping you as well with the overall sales of your account. So I always say focus on your tacos and the way you calculate that is very simple. You take the overall sales of your account, which you can do by going to your business report. And then you also take your total advertisement spent during that period of the same report and you calculate the percentage. And usually you want the tacos to be basically close. Um, yeah, you want the tacos basically close to, I will say, the profit margin that you're aiming to have for um, that product. So in, in this scenario is, let's say your profit margin is gonna be around 30% mark, uh, then you wanna have a tacos, right? That's gonna be close to that percentage to, to help you reach that profitability, okay? Good, let me check. I think I'm getting another question. Let me just 
see here in the chat. Feel free to, again, drop any questions. That's the purpose of, of this session. I want to make sure I'm, I'm covering as many questions as possible. And we're going to be repeating this on, on a weekly basis. OK, the next question is going to be, um, let me check. OK, good. What's the main? OK, I see. My listing is related to a dog item. And I want to know if it's efficient to repeat the word dog in this case multiple times on the title. Is that is that it fine? Is the mainly question. So usually what I advice is that when optimizing your listing, right? And selecting the keywords for your title in, in this specific question. Yes, you can repeat in this case the keyword dog. Let's say you're selling a dog toy, right? You want to have the, the keyword dog multiple times um, in your title. But at the same time, you want to avoid um, the, the, the multiple repetition without any strategy in mind. So usually what happens is that um, let's say you're selling the, this dog toy and you put dog more than five, six times. If you're not doing it for the purpose of coring specific phrases, you are taking away a important space in the title that could be used to, to optimize towards other keywords. So the only way I would advise you to repeat the same keyword over and over is because you're trying to cover specific phrases, which is also important to cover on exact match on your title. So going back to the dog toy example, Let's say, um, okay, you are doing the dog uh, toy, right? Uh, maybe you want to have dog toy as a keyword, then you want to have a dog, a dog toy for a chewing dog, a, for chewing or strong a dog toy. So you see the idea, you are repeating the keyword dog, but it's mainly for the purpose of repeating the phrase, right? And having dog as a by itself, which is not efficient at all. And I, I wouldn't advise you to do that, OK? Good. So hopefully that answers your question. Thank you very much. Um, OK, let me see which other question we have. OK, we have the 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 question why is it a which is one question I got from one of our clients. So why is the main difference between phrase and broad match. So this is a very good question. Um, basically, of course, is a type of a match, right? Um, that you're gonna basically um, consider when doing any kind of um, PPC campaign mainly, right? So in this case, you're gonna have exact match, phrase match and then you have broad match okay these are the three main matches so exact match is pretty straightforward you have let's say dog toy is gonna just focus on dog toy then phrase match is gonna uh, target keywords where the um the dog toy a uh, keyword is embedded on a phrase so it can be dog toy for for chewing right so in that specific scenario that campaign phrase match is gonna target and it's gonna help you show also for dog toy for chewing, right? Then you have broad match. Broad match 
it's also gonna ensure that that keyword appears on on a search term but it doesn't follow the same order so instead of being dog toy uh, for chewing it could it could be a chewing a chewing toy for dog right so you see we are not using anymore the dog toy order dog toy as a keyword is being distributed on that phrase but it's it's in a completely different order it's not being basically a kept consistent as a phrase so that's ma the main difference hopefully that's clear um okay let me see which question i'm getting um okay okay good uh, the question uh, i'm being asked is what profit tracking tool uh, do you use so um, to track profits usually uh, it depends of course on the client some clients or uh, people prefer to track uh, the profits by themselves in terms of using the reports but um i would advise to use software tools because it's the best way to have a, a more a granular understanding um of basically how your pros are performing and what are your real margins because let's be honest amazon has have so many hidden fees that most people don't even notice on normal reporting uh, what, what i mean normal reporting is the excellent reports and therefore i would advise you to use a software that can help you take all this information from amazon your amazon account back end and it's going to help you really um understand um the reality of it so based on, on on your question i can see here i would advise you that you use a helium term we use a the profits a that's the one we recommend i mean it doesn't mean that's the uh, the only one you can use um, there are many tools out there um that are very good it really depends on why you think it's going to be more beneficial for you uh, because as we all know um, each tool works different for each person so have a look give it a try to different ones if you want you can start with the helium uh, uh, one uh, and then you can go from there it's called profits uh, and it's gonna basically connect to your amazon account and once it connects to your amazon account it's gonna basically um, uh, take all the sales uh, and you can even embed uh, things such as uh, your manufacturing cost your lead times which is also very good because it can help you understanding for example um in how in how long you need to replenish your inventory you can have also a is also connects to your ppc campaign so you can see how much is being spent on ppc and how much is that being reflected on your on your bottom line so again very good tool uh, give it a try uh, in fact uh, i have a discount um, that we use because we are uh, one of their partners so uh, just use your website www.ecomc.com slash helium 10 and you should be able to get a discount okay good question thank you for asking okay um okay i have here another question which is what methods do you recommend in 2022 to drive traffic to amazon uh, the, uh, to amazon that are of sorry 
It says, what methods are you using in 2022 to drive traffic to Amazon from outside of Amazon? Okay, that's the question. Um, well, as you all know, um, Amazon is um, being very strictly, uh, very strict in terms of how you bring traffic to Amazon, as you uh, know very well. One of the main methods everybody was using uh, was basically the rebate method, right? Uh, which is not allowed anymore. You cannot incentivize people to buy your product by using specific keywords because it's just being updated on the on Amazon policies. So it's that's a method that is not allowed anymore. But still, there are very good methods out there that still are within Amazon TOS that we have implemented ourselves for some of our clients. And one of the main ones uh, that is been working very well is driving traffic by using influencer marketing. Right. Uh, so influencer marketing basically means finding people that talk about a specific niche. Let's say going back to the dog toy example. Right. So what we do is we try to identify these influencers that have a cover a specific topic on the on the dog uh, dog niche. Right. And then what we do is uh, we can offer them a some kind of deal where sometimes we can pay them a, a direct fee just to post our product in the social media, which can be on Instagram or even TikTok that's been working very well. Um, and then basically we use a, a attribution links, which actually if you have a brand in the United States, I would advise you to do because Amazon is giving 10% back of all the sales that come from a side of Amazon which means if you bring traffic from these influencers, you're getting 10% of the revenue back, which is can become very high if if the volume you start man uh, handling from these traffics become big, right? So if you can do that, I would advise you to do, and Amazon is loving the fact if you drive traffic from places such as uh, Google, Instagram, TikTok, um, which now dimension Google, another tactic we use is blogging. So you can reach out to these uh, blogs that maybe talk about dogs in this example of the dog toy, or maybe um, the top uh, 10 gift for your dog, you know, that kind, that kind of blog, right? That they couldn't change your, uh, your product and that can drive back a uh, link traffic, good traffic that is not being manipulated to Amazon and that's gonna help with organic ranking. So I would say a combination of Influencer marketing, which is basically compromised by using um, Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, uh, YouTube. YouTube is very good. If you find people that do this kind of unboxing tutorials and, and things like that, it's very good. Um, and then Google. So it will be blogging and things like that. Okay. Good. Thank you for that question. Very good. So let's see short question we're getting here okay how do i get more reviews <laughs> good question um well reviews as you all know is um, a, a topic that everybody is always uh, interested right um, just for the fact that as we all know is um, very complicated these days um, to get reviews specifically with a new uh, Amazon policies uh, I'm, I'm being very restricted about how you reach out to your customers so 
nowadays even insert cards could can be dangerous depending on your language and how you structure them so you need to be very careful with that um but overall uh, what has been working for getting more reviews is again this method works if you have a brand register so be mindful of that but if you have brand register what i would advise you to do is use vine vine is very good i mean the quality of the reviews is like basically just sending this to a professional reviewer and they are pointing out all the details and 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 things that you you could think of about your product i mean sometimes clients find out new use a uh, new utilities or new ways of uh, using their products just because these reviewers go very in in in, in depth about what your product is capable of uh, the downside of that is that if your product is not very well optimized in terms of it has issues right like quality issues or maybe it doesn't do what you've been uh, mentioning your bullet points on listing it can backfire you and i have seen that multiple times because these um, reviewers they are very critical right so if um if you put if you send your product to vine reviews and your product has some issues it can end up killing your products so i would advise to do that method just if you're 100 sure your product stands the quality that you are promising which after all you should be putting a product on amazon that basically is very good and, and promise what is it you're promising the product to do because if you're not doing that that's the main reason why most products fail out there only or if you're just copycatting a product from Alibaba. So if you're really putting a product that has quality, you shouldn't be afraid of using Vine. So that's the main one, Vine. And then with inserts, again, you can always be, as long as you are very transparent with your inserts, like, oh, eh, feel free to share your honest feedback. It really supports us. The typical message, you know, eh, that also tend to help. I mean, I'm not going to say it's going to have hundreds of uh, thousands of reviews conversions are slow but it's always good to mention and then the number three which uh, you will be surprised to know that a lot of people don't use the feature within amazon to actually request again reviews to your customers because uh, i know that amazon uh, already does request reviews for you in some instances but if you go to your orders in fact go to, right now to your amazon seller central account go to your order section and in there you're gonna find that inside each order amazon gives you the option right um to basically um request another review uh, right and this is one that has been giving huge conversions because it's basically a first of all an email coming from amazon so most likely it's not gonna end up on the junk email of the people so people are gonna open it also because they are they trust the amazon uh, as an email right and it tends to have good conversions so i would advise you to also do that and or than those three there are other strategies out there that are being they are started to get cooked in the sense that being designed because um i'm sure you guys have seen that in the states email marketing is coming up now it's still unknown how we can leverage these two uh, reviews because it's been very restrictive, but I'm pretty sure in, in 
in the following months, new strategies are going to come up with this new email marketing tool from Amazon, which of course is always going to be on the lines of asking honest reviews, but I think it's going to give a more direct communication with your past clients, which is also going to be great for launching your product. Okay. Hopefully that's the answer to the question. Good. Okay. I have another question here. Actually, on my phone, I have the other question. Let me load it up. So the other question has to do with Amazon. Yeah, I have it here. So the question has to do with Amazon PPC. Okay, good. So Amazon PPC. Um, the question is, how often should I optimize my PPC campaigns? Okay. So Amazon PPC campaigns optimization in terms of uh, the frequency that you do it is going to strictly depend on your budget, first of all. Why do I say that? Because if your budget is just, let's say, $10 per day, right? There is no point checking every two, three days because every, every two, three days, you're going to have $30 worth of data, which based on today's cost per click, we're talking about 20, 30 clicks. And you need to think that to make a educated a validation decision on in, around keywords, you at least should have at least 10, 15 clicks per keyword. So if you're targeting, let's say on average, 30, 40 keywords at launch, which is a lot, I would say 20, 30 keywords is good enough. I'm making sure they are very, focus towards your niche, we are talking that you're giving the opportunity of each keyword to have maybe one click. So that's why if your budget is very low, let's say in this example, $10 per day, I would advise you to at least wait one week. And one week is still very low in terms of time you should give it because again, you're not going to have enough data to work with. So at least uh, one week, but if your budget is very big, like for example, some of the clients we work with, uh, they have budgets of 1000 per day or higher. So in those instances, of course, we try to check it as often as possible because if you have a budget very big, that means small changes are going to give results straight away because the budget is going to give the room for the Amazon algorithm to, to play out, right? But if the budget is low, yeah, you're going to struggle if you try to change it very often. And in fact, trying to optimize your campaigns a lot, which I think people have the mentality that, yeah, if you check it daily and you optimize it a lot, it's going to actually be efficient. Well, it's not because if you try to optimize based on, on just for the sake of doing it, right, and following the data, as my friend Casey Goss says, follow the data. <laughs> and, you're going to end up um, just guessing and, and removing keywords or adding keywords and things that you're doing just based on your perception of the campaigns, right? That's what the market is telling you. So always give time and I'm sure that it's going to eventually get there in terms of the performance as long as the market is accepting your product and the conversions are there, which is also very important, by the way, now that we're in PPC, Remember guys, PPC is meant to drive traffic to your listing, right? 
PPC is not something that is going to save your product or PPC is not something that um, is going to bring all the sales for you. PPC there is to enhance the sales of your product, right? Because I have a many times discussion with people that say, oh, I'm doing PPC and doing everything, but still my sales are not going up. But remember, your sales, in order to go up, um, it also going to be highly dependent on your conversions, right? So you could have 2,000 budget per day, but if your conversion is not there, uh, it's not going to work. And in fact, it can actually end up hurting you because if you keep sending traffic to your listing and you don't convert, Amazon is going to see that as a signal that people basically don't like your product. And, and that's going to affect the way you organically rank, your campaigns perform, and then it's going to be a negative snowball effect from there. So I rather focus, uh, of course, of making sure that the traffic is valid, but also that the conversion is there. And if it's not there, usually it can be image, price, uh, and mainly optimization of the product, making sure you're, 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 you're highlighting the product as it should, and the images are on point, because images is number one thing for sure on Amazon. If images are not there, we tend to see conversions to be very poor. So always have that in, in, into consideration. Okay, good. Let's see which are questions we're getting. Thank you for the questions, by the way, guys. And okay, okay, good. So we have another question which says is around A plus content, right? So the question is um is the text on the a plus constant a, a plus content indexing on amazon um, and the question is um yes the a plus content text index on amazon in fact uh, I'm, I'm pretty sure you're referring to the text uh, not just the normal text also the text of the images you know that when you put um images on a plus content right um you're gonna find the option uh, to put text behind an image right which is basically when you put that it's like when you put images on a website that you put it back in search terms that help for google indexing and um, aco is the same here so these keywords we have found actually the index uh, we have tried to put keywords that they are nowhere in the listing we put it in the A plus content and boom, magic, somehow they appear. Uh, so definitely give it a try, put keywords in there, and I'm sure that it should help um, with conversions in terms of indexation for those keywords. Okay, good. Um, let's see, I have another question here on the laptop. It says, um, Okay. Okay, good. What are the best practices for building a brand store page? Good. So brand store page, as you all know, um, is basically, um, of course, it's like a website for your brand on Amazon. It is very good, especially if you have a big portfolio of products. Uh, I would advise you to to include in here 
as much visual content as possible because it's it's like the first impression you give to a to a person. It's like when you go to Apple website, right? Why you go there and you? I mean, even myself, I go to a website not for shopping just because I like the experience, and that's what you're trying to achieve when you do Amazon um, brand stores. Uh, on Amazon. So try to make it very visual, try to add videos, uh, try to showcase uh, the products um, and, and take advantage of that, right? Uh, because after all, the impression that you give um, to your clients when trying to shop for your brand, that's going to make the, a huge difference in, in terms of conversions. Good. We have a, a live question. Uh, good. So actually, I'm going to put it here. Thank you for the question, Manuel. Uh, it said, what do you look into when designing if putting listing in a variation or having them separate? Good question. So usually, um, the, the main thing that you, um, that you need to consider, right, is when you put all the same uh, variations under the same listing let's say you're selling a dog toy going back to the dog toy example and you have a, a dog toy that is red and one that is yellow if you have them both under the same listing what is going to happen if is that they cannot both rank let's say for the dog toy keyword just one variation is going to appear so take into consideration that when getting started if you can i would advise to start in with both together. Why is that? Because that is going to help you discover which variation is going to perform the best, right? And then as you start discovering which variation is the best, you can decide if you want to separate them. And why would you like to separate them? Because if you separate them, then you could end up having the red variation and the yellow variation both on page one. And that can help you, of course, get more real estate in terms of positioning on page one and that can help you uh, with sales. So at the end of the day, it's going to highly depend on the product. Some products, it's better to always keep them under the same listing because imagine somebody shopping. I'm going to put another product here to make it clear why it would make sense. Let's say you're selling a, um, let me think of a product that will make sense. Yes, a backpack, right? You're selling a backpack and you have a small, a medium and large backpack, let's say one bag, ha one bag ha a, has more pockets than another one or it's bigger in size. It's good that you have them on the same listing because that person shopping for a bag, maybe they, end, they were looking for a bag, but they didn't know you had different sizes and they end up liking the large one because maybe even if it's more expensive, it, somehow the dimensions or the extra pockets make sense and you end up uh, making a sale that maybe wouldn't happen if the listing were not together, because let's say that client landed on your listing and they saw the bag was small, and they say, oh, this one is so small, and they didn't see you had a large one, that's a client you lost. So that's why I would advise uh, to always uh, take in consideration the customer behavior, uh, and also see what your competitors are doing. Usually your competitors are going to tell you straight away what is working. If you see all competitors having variations, that means for sure that is what's working for that specific market. Okay. Hopefully that's helpful. Thank you for that question, Manuel. Appreciate it. Um, 
Okay. Let's see what other question I get in here. Okay. What should be the daily budget for a newly launched product? Good question as well. Um, the budget is going to highly depend um, on what are your margins and how competitive the market is, right? So um, first thing you need to understand your your uh, your, your margins um, and everything very well before defining a budget for advertising, right? After you define a, a budget for advertisement, uh, then usually what I advise you to do is look for a target ACOS, right? So a target ACOS is basically how much uh, you can spend towards advertisement, right? So usually you want this ACOS to be to around the percentage of your profit margin, which of course at the beginning, that's not gonna be the case because you're getting started, you have no reviews, um, your organic ranking is low, so you're gonna highly depend on advertisement. So it's fine to sacrifice the first month or so, but again, you want that ACOS to eventually go down. So once you understand that your ACOS is, let's say 30%, 40%, uh, then you also need to estimate how many sales you want to have on a daily basis to end up with profit, right? So let's say you're selling a, a product is it costs $10, right? Just to make math simple. Let's say that that product, right, is gonna cost a $5, a, let's say actually $2 to produce, right? That means that when you make a, a sale, right? You make a sale, $10, you remove the $2 of the advert. Let's say that's everything to make it simple, like manufacturing, shipping, everything. You have $8 to play with, right? That means ideally you could allocate another, let's say two, $3 towards advertisement, which is gonna leave you with $5 of profit, which I mean, that's very difficult to achieve nowadays, but that's, I would say in this example, it's 50% profit margin. That's why if you understand your margins very well, you're gonna understand how much you could sacrifice of each cell to put toward, in, in this case, advertisement, okay? So in this example, let's say you put two, $3 per product, right? That means that if you choose to have a budget of $30 per day, right? you will have to make at least 10 sales, right? To cover those $3 per product of advertisement, basically to break even on the advertisement budget for each single set. Again, that's very simple math. Sometimes there are other things you want to consider as well, if you're doing any other type of advertisement to bring traffic. But simple math is like that. You calculate your margins, you see how much you can put towards advertisement, and that's how you define your daily budget. And again, this daily budget most likely is gonna change a lot based on performance. So don't think it's, it's, a, it's a hard limit. It's gonna be dynamic for sure, okay? Good. Um, we have another two, three questions and we are done. So if you have other questions, feel free to send them either by email like this ones or on live, okay? Um, this our question says, how many units we can say to FBA as new seller, okay? So as you all know, inventory was limited 
for new sellers uh, a few months back. Thankfully, Amazon removed this limit, right? So, um, which is great news. I mean, it means now you're gonna have a more freedom in terms of um, the amount of um, traffic, not traffic, sorry, <laughs> units you can send uh, to Amazon. So if I'm not mistaken right now, on most accounts, you have 1,000 units, I believe. I will have to double check because this is very dynamic. Uh, let me see if I have that information in here. But based on my experience with different clients, uh, I have seen that 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 changes uh, that changes, right? So some clients we have found that uh, the limit is higher or lower, but I think if I'm not mistaken, is yeah, it's one thousand. Uh, don't call me on that because I need to double check, but I think it's done. Just make you can actually confirm this by yourself. Just go to your um, to your Amazon account, right? And then you're gonna go to um, inventory um, to your inventory reports, and there in there you should be able to see the 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 limits that you have in place for your account. So in there you can see things such as a uh, um how many how many units you can send right yeah also you can send if uh, you can open a case with a, a case with a amazon and i think they're able to also confirm that for you just so you are in the safe side okay good um and we have a last question before we end the call so this one says when doing category targeting, right? Um, do you transfer these ASINs? Category targeting, for those that don't know, is, is a kind of product targeting, right? So basically, you target specific categories, in, in this example, dog toys. And then you can find winning ASINs, right? So once you identify these ASINs, um, basically what is going to help you to do is um, it's gonna take, I mean, as you see the performance of these ASINs, usually what we do, which is referring to the questions, you can isolate those from your category and put it on a product targeting campaign, which actually I advise to do, but I wouldn't advise to negate them on the category one because most people have the misconception that you end up competing between your campaigns, which is not the case. Usually what happens is more an impression a impression division, I would say. So what I'm trying to say is that instead of all impressions coming from one campaign, they can end up splitting between two campaigns because you are targeting the same async. But I will still not negate it because sometimes that even happens with automatic campaigns. You could end up finding good keywords. You transfer that to Excel campaign, but you never get the same performance. And that's just how algorithm works. Sometimes campaigns based on history and performance are gonna perform better for one keyword than other new other campaigns. So that's why don't negate it. Just transfer that to a new product targeting campaign. Use a higher bid to put more focus on that new campaign. But still, you could end up seeing that the category campaign could still drive some traffic through the async at lower a cost per clicks, which is fine. Just keep an eye on it. And as long as both campaigns make sense, just keep both campaigns running. So no problem with that. Good question, by the way. Good. So I think 
um, that should wrap everything for today. We're running for close to 45 minutes. So um, as I mentioned on the, on the beginning of the session, um, I'm going to try to keep um, the sessions between 30 and 45 minutes. Uh, I mean, it's not fixed. Sometimes it can be longer if there are definitely more questions, right? Or other topics that are going to require more time. Uh, but on average, that will be the case. So I'm going to try to stick to the schedule, which is Tuesdays of 4 p.m. GMT UK time. Um, and yeah, um, if you have, by the way, uh, if you have questions before the call, uh, which is, is in fact how I have all these questions, is people reaching out to me in social media or through a website. Just feel free to drop the questions. And then what I do is create a master list and call them on this uh, call. Uh, and also you can ask them live. That's totally fine. Um, for those that were also in the call that are Spanish speakers, that I know there are quite a few, um, I'm going to be launching a new session uh, series as well on Thursdays, same time, 4 p.m. GMT UK time, but it's going to be in Spanish, right? For my Spanish-speaking audience, also going to be the same format, um, covering questions uh, around Amazon, um, helping you with any specific topic around uh, Amazon as well, OK? Good. So that will be everything for today, guys. Thank you again for joining. Hopefully, you find everything very useful. Feel free to uh, like and subscribe on all our social media channels. Um, if you have any questions, feel free to also reach out to us. Our team is going to be more than happy to help you. Remember, if you're a first-time customer, we're going to give you always uh, your first consultation for free. You can ask anything on that first consultation. And then if uh, we find uh, that we can work for you, of course, we're going to be more than happy to help you. Good. Um, thank you. That's everything. Uh, have an amazing day. Okay. Thank you for joining, guys. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening to The E-Commerce Lab by EcomC. Be sure to subscribe so you don't miss an episode. While you are at it, we would appreciate it if you could leave an honest rating and review on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen. That will make it easier for others to find out about the show and benefit from it. Want more? Visit our website at www.ecomc.com where you can get your first consultation for free. Or find us on Instagram, Facebook, and LinkedIn at ecomc.com.